You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. So I would love if you told the Freedom with NFTs audience what your name is, what you do, and a little bit about your background and what led to the Crypt Gallery. All right, so my full name is Athanasios Polychronopoulos. They call me Tommy. I go by King of Midtown in the space, of course. I am based in New York City, Midtown. My background comes from building. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a contractor, general contractor here in the city. I've done a few build-outs for, for different properties. Nothing major in terms of a large company, just a small private kind of mom and pop, as they say. With that, I've some real estate involvement. I've done a couple of restaurants that are spread out across the states that I invest in. And the markets, of course, the market aspect of this, which led us to crypto, most of us. And then everybody asked me this question and I have such a memory loss in terms of like, hey, how'd you get in or what drew you in? And I'm like, I think I was just researching on some of the altcoins that, you know, we're invested in. And I saw some art, which I think is actually important because I saw art on maybe Reddit, Mm -hmm. you know, so it wasn't NFT. I just saw some cool art and I'm like, oh, this is sick. Like, I like this. And then that led me to, oh, what is this? Okay, this is a NFT. Okay, what are NFTs? And definitely Nifty Gateway was one at the top of the list. Obviously, Super Rare, you know, and all these guys that are still here doing it, OpenSea. Uh, and I was just kind of learning more and seeing the action. I think I picked up real quick on the Twitter aspect also, because I was on Twitter already for the crypto. But not early. I wasn't a big social media person. And again, another beautiful part about the space that most of us started from the bottom and got to introduce ourselves and our personalities to the space and what we're about and kind of either shine because you're spending lots of money. So everybody's going to embrace you Mm -hmm. or you shine because you bring another contribution and maybe you bring both. So for me, It was more, I think, seeing a community that was maybe like afraid to speak and, Mm. you know, call, not call out where I want to put you down, but it's almost like you have these questions and you're kind of afraid to take the platform and ask them. So, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll ask it or I'll try to get an answer or I'll put it out there, which is maybe what I started to do. And I think you know, the, the following that I have or like the members that came in for the membership or that I interact with in the community just kind of love that part about me. And yeah, sure, I was buying art, but just like everyone else, you can't buy everyone's art. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think just like we've seen in the space, people overextend themselves. So when your money runs out or if it runs out, and I'm not hoping that for anybody, like what else are you doing for the space? Like how else is the space benefiting from you? You know, so you should, you know, I look for people that 
are looking to build this mm-hmm. and to stay connected with them, whether it's out there or, or just in the space overall. Like I love artists that have great personalities that interact with the community that support other artists that deliver to their collectors. And it's all easier said than done. And maybe I'm making it sound like a little easy, but you know, some created problems for themselves. Some took advantage of the market you know, and scared people away. So it's like, we've been giving the opportunity after going through a bear market, which is probably when you came in. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, it's kind of growing a bit more organically now. So I'm hoping people don't get out of hand and, you know, create that sort of a FOMO again and people mm-hmm. lose money because that's scary. And then it's harder to get them, you know, get them back in. So I think the answer, because I think I went a little off to kind of answer what you were saying. I I had to take a chance and buy art or invest just like any other business venture or whatever you're seeking to do. And for me, once I did that, it showed a direct connection to the artists and communication with the artists. So now your friendship's growing. You're staying connected on a much different level and now you're supporters of each other and you can grow this together and that's the big thing and that continue to happen with but I always thought ahead so in terms of the crypt and I'm like well what happens when we globally reopen because you were mm-hmm. hearing and you know this all you were hearing was physicals are dead like like that anymore it's all about the digital I'm like no like why does everybody get so out of hand like they both need to coexist mm-hmm. we just need to bring them together So the way this space moves, I think the traditional gallery structure just doesn't apply for most of it. Yes, it does on your one-on-one arts and your Sotheby's and your Christie's and, you know, all that kind of comes in. But for the fast paced action and the way it happens in the communities that are being built, there needs to be something that brings everybody kind of under one roof and helps the, the others that haven't entered the space see these people are real. They're genuine individuals. Mm-hmm. They're great artists. Their careers, they're back. They're here. They're interacting. And hey, here we go. This is how we do it in the space, guys. This is what all of us have been doing the past, you know, for some the past year for most or others 10 years that I know that have been doing this. So there's just so much of a history and so much of a story here that needs to be told out there for people to be more comfortable coming in. I like that. I like that you're touching on the comfortableness of when people enter the space, because it's very uncomfortable when you first enter the NFT space. It's like this secret club and you don't know the lingo to it. And you have to navigate not only a new technology, but a group of people who have been in the space, they know things. And yes, people are welcoming. There are communities here, but that doesn't make it any less intimidating. So I love that you are trying to bridge the gap and make things more comfortable for new people that enter the space. You said something earlier that I'd love for you to elaborate on. You mentioned a membership. Can you share with us about that? Yes. So memberships or communities are kind of built in their own certain way. Like I'm sure, you know, CryptoPunks, Bored Apes and how those communities kind of come together and programs that they're sort of rolling out. For me, the membership really brings 
our following and our community together and incentivizes them in our sort of way, which I think people should be incentivized. Like, you know, we all are familiar with the blue chips, but there's also the little guys. And I was talking about this before. We're all familiar with the big collectors, but there's also the medium sized collector and the smaller collector. So these people are looking for a platform. And I think our membership just um, not, I think our, our membership concept was kind of delivering all these different components that the space is looking for in all different areas. So for example, and we just released what, and that's maybe some of the fascinating parts about the space too, that other memberships have gone out through people and there's really no information provided and people just invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into that person, hoping that they're going to get something, you mm-hmm. know, in, in return for holding that. So for me, it's like, that's cool. And everybody likes that, you know, in, in the world, but it's also nice to know a little bit about what I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to. And you can't please everybody. So it's hard to balance. So what we did is we just, we put together a bunch of perks for our two tiers. So we have a gold and a platinum tier and those perks involved in real life events, whether they're open bar at a gallery because you like to drink or they're displaying your artwork, you know, as an artist that wants to get discovered or be positioned, you know, in some sort of an environment like that. It could be the same way we've done my collector showcase and other collector showcase and highlight certain pieces of art. It could be the same thing for a collector that wants to brand himself and get himself out there. And is an important part of the community just doesn't have the capital aspect of it to kind of get as popular as fast. So, you know, we all understand that. And we also want to incentivize holders on the digital aspect, whether it's providing advisement on the discords, certain advisement or who we're looking at, who we're buying, who we communicate with, maybe even tying and connecting that, you know, that part of it, if it's somebody looking to create a program. So there's all these, and of course, incentivizing our members or whitelisting them, as they say, for certain drops, certain artists, but also being considerate of if we're so early in the space and this is growing, then we can't cut out everybody that's coming in. So we can't start Mm -hmm. making everything exclusive because there's nothing for them to come for, Mm -hmm. you know? So, So that's what the perks involve. The artwork, though, also kind of tells a story about that you know meaning coming in being a small guy being a big guy where i came in as like i had to suck up my pride and say like well i'm gonna drop this and hope three people like it right and maybe like this comment and then i'm like going and then i think it was like one day and i'm not like a celebrity and if you do follow me you know how I approach the celebrity aspect of it, how I don't attack, but I call out to, to, I guess I, I it's more like protecting, like mm-hmm. people don't know and they hear a big name and they get lost. And I've seen artists collaborate with celebrities and now the artist doesn't get embraced anymore because the celebrity was a cash grab. So you need to be mindful of that. And I don't know. You hear a big name. Everybody goes crazy about it. Does that mean there's value to your NFT? No, it doesn't. 
So, I'm so glad that you're touching on that because I think in this space, you know, we said it before, when you first enter, it's overwhelming. It's a little bit intimidating and you can see all of these different things celebrities promoting something. So, okay, yeah, I'm going to invest in that. I'm going to buy that. Yeah, I'm a part of it. And then it's a cash grab. And you, as someone who's new to the space, do your due diligence, research, figure out what's going on before you make these purchases. I want to segue right now and jump into the Crypt Gallery. I'm looking at the Instagram account for it now, the.crypt.gallery. And there's amazing artwork on here. Share with me about the Crypt Gallery. Thanks. So, yeah, the Crypt Gallery, um, you know, currently continues to rotate art. Most of the art that's displayed are pieces from my collection and additional pieces from those artists that are in other collectors' hands that either I'm connected with or have a relationship or a friendship with and again are pretty are pretty big on what we're doing and how we're doing it and love love to support that aspect of it so again this is where we want to just continue to do that but the crypt gallery is also continuing to do in-person events where we are gathering artists collectors some that you won't know are there that will be there physically, you know, at times because they want to stay anonymous, which again is the cool part. So they want to see how I guess the community interacts, but want to keep themselves anonymous till whatever point. And I think at times they're going to slowly start to come out, you know, more and more. So those events entail, like I say, incentivizing in-person attendees. So just like we had our, our launch there, which was two artists that went live on the marketplace for for bidding that was open to all the way we like to display it is with the clocks and the bidding and the timer which creates a lot of the excitement when the clock's running down and if it's somebody in person bidding again even more exciting we do addition pieces also accessible to all but then we do addition pieces incentivizing in-person um, attendees which has also shown that you know for most especially new low dollar entry point, which the artist is okay with getting behind and doing. And we've seen secondary market sales, like, you know, a hundred, a thousand X, you know, the following day, which is what this is about. So if you can't get there, you kind of, you missed out, but that's cool. There's always the secondary and we want that to continue to rock while we continue to showcase art. Like I said, that's previously been sold so you know why and what. And the Crypt Gallery also, you know, another part of it on the physical side, it's not just a screen and artwork, which is a little misleading to most because that sometimes they don't know if they're looking at an advertisement or what's going on. So we like to, again, display it a bit differently at times, with the QR codes, with the artists, you know, branding the artists, the edition size, so on and so forth. And literature, we, we have literature that's up on the wall that stays there, kind of dumbing it down, the importance of the marketplace, NFT 101, in addition to, to the secondary market. So all that is defined there. So it gives you a bit of a storyline when you do walk the exhibition throughout the space there. And where is Crypt Gallery located? 
It's located at the Dream Hollywood. Currently, we are expanding to Dream Downtown, coming soon. And another property to be announced, we, we will be participating in festivals that are some that are lined up, Infinity Festivals, which we have coming up, which is in Hollywood as LA Art Show. We recently just did a Christie's showcase for Art Blocks and Curio Cards. So I'm not sure how familiar you are with those, but Curio Cards, the first minted pieces on the blockchain. So prior to CryptoPunks. So that was recent. Art Blocks, again, another huge project that's flown through the space and we were happy to get behind that and be able again to create our idea of how this art should be showcased and i'm curious to know for any artists that are listening to this episode today what is it that you look for when you bring an artist onto your gallery i i look i mean beyond the art you know and it not necessarily being I have to collect you because I think on my last curated drop I'm trying to think I might not have owned any pieces from those six or seven artists at all and it was also me introducing them to a whole new audience that they're not familiar with on a different platform and why I think they should and why that would work and not affect their careers. And it also allowed me for an opportunity to be able to collect them or for the medium sized person to collect them on the addition standpoint. So what I look at besides loving their art or their stock or whatever they're creating, if it's some sort of a program or even a collectible, it's who they are and how they interact with the community. I mean, and that's the biggest part because Look, we're talking about entering and how it could and, and is still easy, but that's only going to get more difficult as this space grows, just like every other space grows. And the same way prior to this, I guess, for those that weren't here, if you were ever DMing somebody on Instagram with half a million followers, the probability of you getting a response was <laughs> zero. <laughs> as opposed to now, you're the one with, a hundred followers and that person has a million followers and they're DMing you. So the tables have turned, you know what I mean? And, oh, I'm, and I'm laughing at this because, and I think it's a testament to bringing value to the table and having something to share and give to others. If you're bringing value to the table, then like you said, people with a million followers, they're now DMing you with maybe 92 followers on Twitter because you've been putting value out in every one of your tweets. And I'm personally experiencing this right now. I entered the Twitter space on August 17th. I'm up to maybe 600 community members now. Right. And I have been blown away with who is contacting me because I'm bringing value to the table with this podcast, Freedom with NFTs. And so it's been an interesting thing to navigate because I was on Instagram for years. I have built up a following of, you know, just over 10K, which I have worked so hard for years worth of work on Instagram. And I'm over here on Twitter having a blast, posting whatever I want, bringing right. value making right. connections, having the best conversations over there. And it's wild to see how this all translates because of 
where we're at in the NFT industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, there's so many parts of this that are mind blowing. I think, you know, when it comes to artists, you know, artists need to focus on what they do, which is creating, you know, yes, it's another part of this. The interaction is time consuming. Like it's time consuming for all of us. And it's like, you're not, your cash register is not going off while this is all happening. I mean, it is for the long term, but how many people could really hang, you know, hang in there? So there's a balance and there's just don't, you know, don't be, I don't, none of us like arrogance. I don't think, I mean, some do it and, and win with it, but you know, I don't like arrogance. Don't be arrogant. You know, we've seen people in the space win and, over oversaturate or just continue to put out content with really no creativity behind it. Um, and people analyze more and people are reading into things more and people are seeing more. So it's like, you know, if you had a win, like take a break, you know, because there's two sides to it. There's the early part. So scarcity shouldn't be that big of a deal yet, but for the amount that are in the space, it is. So kind of balance that. And for me, these artists that I, you know, just did the curation on, like I've watched these people grow. I've watched them from across the globe, from Turkey to LA to Dallas, you know, all parts of the world here. Watch these people build their following on their own, not kissing ass, saying congrats to the mad dog Jones and saying congrats to the guy that got the three, you know, the point one sale and showing them love and retweeting them and, you know, doing all this and keeping it fair and keeping it equal and always like taking their collectors into consideration. I mean, you talk to some of these artists and they're like, you know, they're kind of scared to, for the next move because they don't want anybody mad. So, you know, it's hard. And for some, I think, you know, they, community building right and some of them don't even know each other so it's like somebody needs to there's so much going on but you know somebody needs to continue to just try to keep these people together and keep them communicating with each other and like hey we just did something with king and it was a success for xyz and you know people communicate they need to do more of it and i think if they're coming from me i'm explaining the reasons why you know, I curate this way because considerate of everyone from the collector to the artist, to their brand, to the reputation, to ours, of course, as well. So I want everyone to win. And it's not about the blowout record breaking sale. It's, you know, about continuing to carry this organically and grow together all in the space. I love that viewpoint. Love it. I think that's so important because a lot of people enter the space and they want that immediate gratification because they see high sales from another collection or drop. And they're like, yeah, I want that. I want that. I want that. And they get all worked yeah. up about it where it's like, no, you need to be in this for the long game. I'm curious to know if an artist wanted to get involved, maybe submit their work to you. How, how do they go about that? Yeah, they can go on our website, which I believe is a Crypt Gallery NYC. So I don't want to shout out. I was going to shout across to the other side here, but I believe it's a Crypt Gallery NYC. So you could submit a form there. I mean, we are on the socials. Keep, look, it's a space that some of us are really trying to put in one place and say like, hey, guys, 
let's not do the shilling here or just like the discords, you know, let's not do the shilling here. Let's do that there. This room will be, this channel will be that, you know, but it's so spread out and then you can't help it, but to carry conversations on multiple platforms with the same individual and you got to pick up, you know, it's really all over the place. And I don't want to scare anybody by saying that, but it's, it's, you know, we're trying to direct everybody for whatever purpose they're trying to get in contact with to the appropriate, like we have our platinum member channel now on the discord. We have our gold member channel. We have our general chat, of course, that's on there in terms of in real life or anything physical, whether it's a venue that someone wants to put together or a drop or anything like that, you know, they could go directly to the um, website and email from there. Amazing. And I will confirm it is the crypt gallery nyc.com. So thank you for sharing that because I know once we drop this episode, there'll be a lot of people who are interested to get involved with what you're doing before we wrap this episode up. Any advice you'd like to give artists who are dipping their toe in the waters of NFTs? I think whether you're a celeb or you're, you know, just somebody that wants to get discovered, patience like we all have had that for the most part have seen look some have gotten lucky but if you want to test your luck sure go ahead but i think you know interact ask support you know give what you want in return right i love that one love it say it again say it for the people in the back yeah give what you want to get in return and for me and i'm not telling anybody they have to do that but you know, what's your purpose here? You know, and if you're here for long term, then, you know, build for the long term and, you know, take that into consideration every move you make. I spend all my time here, like all my time on in this space. I wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I start talking to people in Europe that are already waiting to like have some sort of conversation. And we take it all the way to the West Coast you know, which is late. So I barely get enough sleep and I'm not saying it's healthy, but that's how fast things move. So, you know, most, you know, when they miss a moment, they miss something could be something big. And again, it's not a tactic to scare anybody. It's just how it's moving. Think. And I'm glad you said that. Cause I think it's important for people who are entering the space to be aware of how it's moving. And the, the space that you are entering, I know in my business coaching world that before I sign a client, I'm crystal clear with them about what they're stepping into. And I make sure that we work on any limiting beliefs that they might have prior to signing because they're entering a new space, a new industry. They're going to start leveraging technology in a different way, and they're going to be showing up in a different way. And same with NFTs. When you decide to go in the space, you are entering a new technology, time exists in a different capacity, and that you need to be ready for what you're about to take on. And in order to properly execute in the space, get results, make connections, time. You need to have time dedicated to this space. I know in my world, I've been rocked since August and I've been going nonstop and I've been able to time block and and delegate and do what I need to do so that I can balance all of this. But if I would have known ahead of time better, I might have shifted things in a different way, if that makes sense. 
Absolutely. But there's still, you know, I think you're good. You're doing great things. You know, I love that that we connected. I don't know who you connected with early on, but it sounds like you got it. Like you went in and you took a stack back and you analyzed and you read and you did your diligence and you took that time. And I think, you know, even for, for, for me and for most that are going to come in, they're going to see all this amazing stuff happen right in front of their eyes. And it's like, I want it. Like I want it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> wild. It's a wild world we've entered. And I'm so glad that we are able to connect today, share about who you are, the Crypt Gallery. How can we get in touch with you? How can we stay in contact with you? What's your Twitter handle? Yeah, my Twitter is King of Midtown One, the number one um, is my Twitter ca- handle. I uh, Instagram, I am just under the dot crypt dot gallery which you announced before so yeah no no king of midtown instagram it's just too much obviously the founder i'm behind it but yeah twitter's your best bet and that's where i like to i like to give it out there and and now obviously our discord because that's another like rule in the space i don't know if you know like discord gets it first yes okay yeah so i'm trying to kind of stick to that because i wasn't a big discord person and now i am so we have some good members in there and they get it first and they get the tips, and then Twitter gets it after. Amazing. Well, Tommy, King of Midtown, founder of the Crypt Gallery, it has been an honor to have you on today's episode of Freedom with NFTs. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.